Hello, everyone, and welcome back to In The Game Podcast with your host, JNT. Today, we're going to be discussing our week two selections, you know, big first week of the NFL season. And, you know, Jeremy, your team ready, ready to kick it off this Thursday. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, you know, we got the Giants in Washington, a big division game. We got two good defenses. Uh, you know, last week, the Giants took a tough loss to Denver. Um, There's a few things that they definitely needed to clean up. And having a short week of practice, you know, having that Thursday night game, I don't think will be beneficial for them. Uh, I do think that Patrick Graham and Joe Judge will ha- give the defense a slap on the wrist because they play a little bit more poorly than I think a lot of people anticipated the Giants' defense was going to. But at the end of the day here, I think that uh, I think that Washington's going to have the Giants beat on uh, both ends of the football. And uh, unfortunately, my Giants are going to fall to 0-2 uh, after Thursday night, but I'm going to have to go with Washington. I hate doing that, but that's that's what I think. What about you? Yeah, you know, the Giants looked a little sloppy week one. I mean, I think their offense needed a little bit of help. You know, they're still trying to mesh together, you know, with the additions of Kenny Galladay and the receiver changes, you know, getting Saquon back to healthy and 100% of that offense. But their defense was a little disappointing. You know, I thought they could have done a little bit better job, like you said. But uh, like you said, I'm going to also take Washington week one. I think Washington, you know, as much as losing their star quarterback in Fitzpatrick, I think Heineke is a great serviceable quarterback. Oh, me as well. Yeah. And their defense, I think, is just too good to stop uh, a poor Giants offense. Uh, I think Washington's going to go and take this week. So I'm going to go Washington week one over the or week two over the Giants. You know, moving on, you know, my team is next. I'm just going to go right into it. Steelers versus Raiders. I know the Raider Monday night football game was absolutely just a crazy display, you know, yeah. winning the game basically twice, you know, a Brian Edwards touchdown that didn't get called and then, you know, getting that absolutely crazy interceptions. But I think the Raiders were a little bit of a fluke win. I think the Ravens should have definitely won that game, you know, just a deep pass to Brian Edwards field goal overtime. I, I think the Steelers defense actually showed something that I, you know, the Steelers way is to play defense. So as much as the Steelers offense looked terrible in the first half, their second half, they looked really good. They started to mesh, you know, Najee's starting to get some breakaway runs a little bit, moving around. So I'm going I'm to go Steelers week two over the Raiders. I think their offense will have things figured out a little bit more stable and their defense is just too good. And I'll take Steelers over Raiders here week two. Jeremy, what about yourself? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to take the Steelers here just because I think that uh, Pittsburgh is just a better team, better coach team, but Raiders had an amazing performance in week one. Uh, one thing that I really noticed and, and I really was quite shocked with, I think we all knew that Darren Waller was going to get uh, a heavy amount of targets, but I think he ended the night with like 19 targets and there was only a handful of those that were actually completed. So, I mean, I got Darren Waller in my fantasy league and, and I think that if, if Derek Carr and Waller can get on the same page this season, there's a Travis Kelsey-like season coming, man. That's, that's an offensive player of the year candidate early for me I think that having 19 targets and having that athleticism at that position I, I could be really scared of the Raiders offense and although I want to kind of root for the Raiders here after their amazing performance last week you know they, they stuck it to the Ravens I just think that the Steelers are the better all-around team like you said they got a much better much better defense uh, and I think that that offense is going to be clicking this week so yeah I'm gonna have to agree with you and go with the Steelers 49ers and Eagles all right this is a game that surprisingly I'm, I'm kind of stuck on uh, I think that if we if you would have came here and t- talked to me about two or three weeks ago and said who's winning this game it would have been uh, the 49ers by a landslide however the 49ers were almost taken into overtime by the Detroit Lions and Philadelphia actually put on a, a quite the show so Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith connection was definitely you know put on display that that game 
And I, I definitely fear for my division, you know, having the Giants there. The Eagles look better than I think a lot of us a lot of us thought. So week three, some could call it an upset. In my eyes, though, this is just me taking the Eagles off a hot week, you know, off, off a couple of hot players. I'm going to take Philadelphia over the 49ers. What about you, Tyson? Yeah, you know, I kind of just recently, you know, been thinking about this. I mean, I picked Eagles week one over the Falcons. But I also kind of realized the Falcons are just an absolute god-awful team. They don't have much on that team at all. And as much as I also love the Eagles, you know, I was kind of, you know, I just recently switched my, my idea here. Um, I'm gonna go 49ers. I mean, I think I look back and I mean, yeah, the Lions did almost come back in that game. But then I also realized that the Lions were also down by over 25 points and the 49ers were just playing. Okay, let's just not give it up. They kind of just played run the ball, punted, you know, keep the field position back. I think the 49ers are a really, really, really good team. Uh, I think their defense is just too good. I know that the Eagles do have a good offensive line again this year, and they were able – Jalen Hurst looked very impressive. But I'm actually going to go with the 49ers here. I switched my mind up. I was going to go Eagles, but I'm going to go 49ers. I think the 49ers just have a too good of an overall team. I think defense and offense, they have too many options. So I'm going to take the 49ers here over the Eagles. Um, moving on to the next one, Browns, Texas, who you got? Uh, Browns and Texans, I think after watching the performance of the Cleveland Browns last week against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, this should be uh, unarguably the Browns win. I know that Houston also put on quite the performance against Jacksonville, although Jacksonville is is not the greatest team. I know Urban Meyer looked kind of pathetic in his debut, but I think watching Cleveland, just con- kind of, they almost controlled the entire game. You know, If they weren't playing Patrick Mahomes, that was a win. You know, the Browns played amazing. So I think that this game, I know I said last week that the Jags were going to come out and blow the Texans, but this game I have a little bit more ground, (laughs) a little bit more foundation. And I think that Cleveland will come in here and they will absolutely stomp on this this Houston Texans team. Uh, What do you think? You know, like you said, the Browns look to control that game. And if it wasn't for, you know, possibly the greatest quarterback we'll ever get to witness in Patty Mahomes going out there and just being Patty Mahomes, you know, chucking it deep to Tyree Kill, a throw that only he can make. Um, I think the Browns look absolutely stacked. You know, they're, they're they offense, sharp. Their offense looks great. Like, you know, they have two headed monster. Their offensive lines unreal. You oh. know, Odell's not playing this game, but I don't think it really matters. You know, I think their team is just too well-rounded, too built all around. And, you know, as much as I think, okay, yeah, I, I picked the Texans to win just because they have a little more veteran presence and stuff like that. Tyra look, did look good. Mark Ingram looked like he was maybe not 38 years old again. <laughs> um, the Texans also just got blessed by Trevor Lawrence mistakes. Trevor Lawrence was a rookie, you know, he he definitely looks sharp. He looks good. He's got that zip on the ball that we all like to see, but he just made a couple er key errors and cost them the game. But yeah, the Texans are going to get blown out here. The Browns just look too good. They're definitely a top five Super Bowl contender for me. So I'm definitely taking the Browns over the Texans here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, we're going to go to the other side of that Texan game here and take the Jaguars and Broncos. Uh, This is a game that, or last week's game kind of highlighted a couple key things for me. I know earlier in the offseason, I said that Urban Meyer is not an NFL-ready coach. He will not be an NFL coach. And after week one, I think that, uh, you know, my predictions were kind of put on display because he did not look like an NFL-ready coach. And I think that the Jaguars are not going to have him by the end of the season. I think that he's going to be cut. And I think that they're going to lose a lot of games before that. So, you're going in a game against the Broncos who have an extraordinary defense and a guy in with the name of Teddy Bridgewater who put on quite the show against my Giants. Uh, I think that the Broncos come in here similar to the Browns and Texans, and they're going to stomp on the Jaguars. I think there's going to be a lot of takeaways for Trevor Lawrence. I think Urban Meyer will be out coach, and I think the Broncos are just going to dominate, and they're going to go 2-0 in the season. 
Yeah, you know, the Jaguars, I think, have, you know, some definitely good options on offense, and they're definitely working through it. Their defense is still not very impressive, especially how bad they got scored on. I mean, also field position played a big part in the Texans scoring that many points on them. Mm-hmm. But the Broncos just look good. They look well-rounded. I mean, the Jerry Judy injury does hurt a lot. I mean, They got they depth, still, though. They, they, do, depth, they do have though. depth. You know, K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, Quill and Sutton. I mean, he was kind of a non-factor last game, but he's working himself back into playing shape. Uh, you know, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams. And, you know, if you've ever seen that clip uh, of Von Miller talking to Teddy Bridgewater, he said, we haven't had that kind of leadership, that kind of pep talk, that kind of greatness since Peyton Manning was a Bronco. So yeah. you see Teddy Bridgewater in that offense, you know, kind of teaching everyone, giving everyone the confidence that they need. I think the Broncos will go out there and just beat the Braves off the Jaguars. Their defense looks incredible again. So, yeah, I'm definitely taking Broncos over Jaguars here. And, you know, let's move uh, into the – yeah, sorry. Go right ahead. What were you gonna say? I was just gonna touch up on that on that Teddy Bridgewater topic there. You know, I think that a lot of people uh, were really interested in the Drew Lock Teddy Bridgewater kind of rivalry, but at the end of the day, they definitely made the right decision with uh, with Teddy Bridgewater. I think that he, like you said, looked extremely sharp, and I was actually shocked at his mobility and his just absolutely like his just presence out of the pocket, his ability to throw downfield. I was really shocked at Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm a big Teddy Bridgewater fan. So to see them beat my Giants, you know what sucked? But just to see Teddy Bridgewater smiling, having fun, be on a good roster, be with a good defense, I really enjoyed that. So uh, yeah, I just wanted to touch up on what you said with Teddy Bridgewater. I think that he's going to have an amazing season on that team. Yeah, no, there was some definitely great key takeaways from that game. You know, we all were sure, we're sure oh, they're not going to go with the young Drew Locke. You know, we thought maybe mm-hmm. Teddy Bridgewater was brought in there to kind of mentor him, you know, teach him not to maybe make so many mistakes. But yeah. Teddy Bridgewater is that guy still, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has had some, you know, problems in his career, you know, it's that big injury that forced him to miss basically two years in the NFL. But, you know, Teddy Bridgewater has always been a good quarterback. So to see him on a Broncos team with, you know, good weapons around him, you know, that good, good offensive line, you know, he does look good again. And I I definitely think the Broncos will be good this year for sure. Yeah. And, you know, to, to move on to his former team here, the Saints, uh and the Panthers and I the guess. Panthers yeah yeah look at that you know this is this is a game as well that I think will be one-sided you know last I honestly last week I think there was a lot of, of shocking games so you know we both kind of agreed the Saints were going to be dysfunctional we we both thought Jameis would be all right but he would not be at this at the level he played at and he was man Jameis Winston looked good uh he looked really good and I think that the Saints are are contenders again in the NFC. You know, we, I thought they would be having a lo- possible losing season, but after seeing last week's performance, the potential is definitely there. And I, I, I'm going to have to take the Saints against the Panthers here. I think that this should be an obvious one. I mean, I think I know the Panthers are, are better with Darnold, but I, I, I think that Teddy Bridgewater, or not, I think that uh, Jameis Winston will do great on the Saints this week and take the dub. Yeah, you know, if I look at it, Jameis Winston is, he had a good day, you know, don't get me wrong. Five touchdowns, amazing. But he didn't really throw for that many yards. I mean, field position also mattered a lot. They ran the ball, they did that. Their defense did well. But I think the biggest takeaway from week one was what the hell are the Packers doing? (laughs) And I don't think the Saints were the biggest, you know, surprise. I think it was like, holy crap, what happened to the Packers? You know, I kind of think that Jameis Winston and that performance was kind of overlooked a little bit. I think everyone's talking more about, oh, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, that offense, that defense, blah, blah, blah. Jameis threw for five touchdowns, zero pick. Yeah. That's something we haven't seen him do since, you know, I think his second year in the league. So, I mean, 
to see that again, great. But the Panthers, you know, I know they played the Jets, but the Panthers looked very, very good as well. Sam Darnold, you know, he was my offensive player of the week prediction. He did perform. He didn't get as many yards in that as I thought he was going to get, but he did look very good as well. That offense looks very impressive. I think their defense still could use a little bit of work. So I'm going to take the Saints over the Panthers this week. But uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a very good game to watch. I think this will be a very close one. I do too, actually. I think this could be this could be a battle. I do, but I, I just think that the Saints, they showed me something. Like you said, I know it was it was kind of a testimony to what the Packers did, which was kind of awful. But I, I, I liked what I saw from the Saints. I liked what I saw from that offense without Michael Thomas. And, you know, they have guys that can, you know, stretch the field. So I, I think we can both agree the Saints are going to get this win. Who knows? There might be more upsets and, and a bunch of BS that goes on this week that <laughs> leads the Panthers to win this game. But, you know, this game here, I think, should be a bit more of a lock. Again, though, the Colts are still a good team, but the Rams looked amazing last week. I mean, Matthew Stafford looks like that Lord and Savior that I said he might not be. Uh, he came in there and he looks comfortable. He looks happy. He looks like he's having fun. And he looks like he's out of Detroit. So I think that Matthew Stafford has found his home. I think that the Rams have found their quarterback. And I think the Rams are going to find a win this week. Yeah, you know, thinking about it, which quarterback wouldn't want to go from Detroit to LA? Oh. Let's be real. I mean, poor Jared Goff also. Poor. But <laughs> but the Rams here, they just look impressive all around. Yeah. Their defense is always elite. They got Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald, what more do you need? But that offense just looks something that they haven't looked in a long time. I know, you know, you missed the Todd Gurley days and that with, you know, when they made the Super Bowl. But this Rams offense looks better than that offense. And that offense oh, is yeah. very, very, very good. You know, Matthew Stafford has always been a very great quarterback in this league. But now he's on a team with a very, with a, with a, just a bunch of options. You know, Cooper Cut, Robert Woods, Tyler Higby, you know, Sony Michelle. I know he didn't do as much, but he's just working his way into the offense. Darnell Henderson, you know, they just got a lot of options. You know, even Djax is on that team. So they definitely have a lot of options. And I mean, don't get me wrong. The Colts, they lost week one. But the takeaway from week one that I see none of the Colts was Carson Wentz didn't look bad. You know, he he didn't look bad. He did not look bad. I know they they didn't win. They played a good Seahawks team. Uh, But I'm also going to take the Rams here. I think the Colts still have some options to work through. You know, they definitely could, their defense didn't perform very well. I mean, the Colts defense, I thought was going to be very good this year. They didn't step up as as well as I thought they were going to, but I think the Rams defense is just too good. And that offense is high powered. So I'm going to take the Rams here for sure. Yeah. And I just, again, I wanted to touch up on one thing you said there, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. I have actually not seen a a performance from a corner as good as Jalen Ramsey's performance that game. If you go turn around and, and look at the tape, anybody listening and you, Tyson, if you just go in and look up highlights, Jalen Ramsey week one, he was everywhere, man. It was actually crazy. He was making tackles. He was hitting people like safeties. There was one play where he blew through an offensive lineman to make a tackle. Like Jalen Ramsey switched up his helmet, put on a speed flex, and just absolutely turned up. He was already an elite corner. And after seeing this from week one, this is a guy that I want to see win defensive player of the year because he's a safety who's playing corner, who is clamping up and putting anybody on an island. It is absolutely outrageous what I saw from him week one. That was one of the best performances I've seen from any player in a long time. And keep your eyes out for Jalen Ramsey to be in quick conversation for Defensive Player of the Year because that was something else. So like you said, this Rams defense has the best defensive line and the best corner in football. And I think they, in, in you know, all in all, they got the best two defensive players in football. It's crazy. So, yeah, I think the rounds are just an easy lock this year to go pretty far, and they're going to start with the Colts in week two. 
Yeah, you know, exactly like you were saying. When you have two guys that are 99 overall in the 99 club in Madden, you know, the best, probably the best defensive lineman we'll ever see or witness oh. in our life. That guy does everything you want out of defensive lineman and the best corner in the league, 100%. So yeah. you got two guys like that on your team are just going to cause so much ruckus, so much problems. They basically take away a lot of your run game and a lot of your pass game. What yeah. left you have not as an offense. So yeah, I know the Rams are definitely a top, top contender this year. Um, let's move right into a uh, big, big one here. Bill's dolphins, you know, week one bills to lost to the Steelers. Yeah. I mean, Bills lost to the Steelers. No one, no one really saw that coming. I didn't even see that coming. And I'm a Steelers fan. I thought the bills were going to go out there. <laughs> and look amazing but they kind of disappointed you know they 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 had that special you know they had the special teams touchdown against them and that was a big indicator but the bills looked a little sloppy you know that josh allen connection to stefan Diggs, he missed a lot of deep throws yeah it didn't look as good as we thought right exactly and then on the other hand the dolphins came out and won week one um they came out there and i mean as much as they they did win they did win they shouldn't have won that game um new england fumbled the ball on their 30 with like two minutes left in the game and they just ran the clock out and won. So I think the bills are going to come back, bounce back. I think the bills are a little frustrated that they lost that game to the Steelers after a 10, nothing lead at halftime. So I'm going to take the bills over the dolphins here, Jeremy. What, what, what are your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are to start with the Buffalo bills are, you know, I'm not going to say Josh Allen, any good quarterback. That's not what I'm hinting here at all, but I think that, the, the hype for MVP might be a little bit too much. You know, I know Josh Allen came, he turned up his, 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 what was it, his third, third year, third year. Yeah. He, he turned up, right. He he was crazy. But if we look back at his first and second years, there was a lot of things that were like, Oh, you know what I mean? And after seeing him in, in, in week one of this year, although he didn't look bad, he didn't look awful. There were a few things where I was looking, I'm thinking, man, that he, he's kind of looking a little bit like year one, year two, Josh Allen. And like I said, I don't think Josh Allen's going to be bad. He's still an elite quarterback, but, I think that maybe the hype for MVP was a little bit too early. And I think that might have maybe got him a little bit. I don't know. I think that the Josh Allen Diggs connection, like you said, was was not there. But however, they're going to bring it back and, and they're going to take a dub against the Dolphins. Uh, I think that I was I was going to take the Dolphins initially in a little bit of an upset here. But I, I just think that that Josh Allen, like you said, will come play pissed off a little bit. Uh, he put on a, he put on a show, and he's definitely a better quarterback than Tua Tagovailoa. And and the Bills will get. I think, in all honesty, it'll be a low scoring game. I don't think he'll throw for a lot of touchdowns. I think he'll have a lot of yards. But I think that both of these defenses are too good to give up too many points. So I think that it'll be a, a relatively close Bills W. I know. I definitely. I I definitely like the comparison. You know, it was crazy last year seeing Josh Allen just come out of nowhere and be amazing. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely seen first two years, we seen that he always had the arm. We always knew Josh Allen yes. had zip on the football, but his accuracy problems in his first two years were kind of a slight of concern. Yeah. And last year he just looked great. You know, perfect accuracy, throwing the ball. It just looked like an amazing Josh Allen. We we're like, okay, he finally developed into that guy. But watching the game on Sunday, I'm like, Josh Allen's missing a lot of these deep throws. And he like, was. I mean, like, like some of the people said, you know, there was a little bit of wind in the stadium that might have had a little bit of an effect, but there were some wide open guys that he missed and like, it would have been easy touchdowns and he just overthrew them. So to see that Josh Allen again, you know, they just gave him that big contract. Um, the one thing that kind of surprised me is, you know, they, I figured that maybe they wouldn't run him as much, 
you know, they just gave him that big contract. Maybe they didn't want him running as much, mm-hmm. possibly getting hurt. But Josh Allen was still running the ball a lot that game. So that's definitely something that we'll look to see in the, in the next coming weeks to see how much he does that. But yeah, no. Uh, well, let's move into the same division. Patriots, Jets. Uh, I mean, I think this should be a free one. I mean, Zach Wilson looked pretty good, but that offensive line, as soon as they lost Mekhi Becton, they just started giving up sacks and pressure. And Zach Wilson just looked uncomfortable. Uh, I think the Patriots defense, you know, they have those, some of those playmakers in chase and they just signed Judon. So I think they'll get to the, the quarterback very easily. The defense is still very, very well. And Mac Jones looked very, very good. He looks like a Patriots. He looks like a Patriots quarterback, right? <laughs> he does. And so, I mean, Jacoby Myers, you know, he looks good in there, you know, egg lore, they're two tight ends and John and, and, and Hunter. Uh, I think the, and they are able to run the ball. So I think Patriot football is back. I think that year of Cam Newton, you know, what, the, whatever that was is gone, you know, back to a system that the Patriots like to run, run pass, play action, run, run pass, you know, flat, yeah. short, like that's kind of Patriot football. So we'll see that again, a lot against this Jets defense that still has a lot of holes. So I think the Patriots will easily take a win here over the Jets. Yeah. You know, there's, I came into this kind of thinking I would have a few upsets. I, I thought maybe the Panthers, I thought maybe the Dolphins and, and, and maybe the Jets, but uh, listening to kind of what you had to say and, and just, Thinking about both teams, I don't see Bill Belichick going 0-2 this year. I just I I don't see him letting himself do that. I know it's not you can't just flip a switch and say yes or no, but the Jets, I think, are like I keep saying, gonna be a, a decently good team. And this just isn't the week that I'm gonna pick him in the upset. I think that the Patriots are gonna are gonna be clicking on all cylinders, and I think that uh Mac Jones will have another another decent game. So I'm gonna have to take Patriots here. Like I said, I I kind of wanted to choose this upset. I kind of wanted to see you know this divisional upset and, and the Jets over the Patriots, but you know we're not gonna stir that up quite yet. So I'm gonna take the Patriots as well. Bengals and Bears, Tyson. This is yeah. in your division. Yeah, the Bengals. They looked good. You know, first week. I'm very surprised they beat the Vikings. I thought that offense was gonna look. You know, they have a lot of weapons. They do. I I just figured that they wouldn't look as good as they did. Jamar Chase yeah. looked very impressive. T Higgins, Tyler Boyd was kind of a, a no-show that the first week, but Joe Mixon, is he back? Is he back? Like, I don't know, man. Joe Mixon looked looked sharp. Like you said, that offense was clicking, man. Like it's it's something over there. Their offensive line actually surprised me. They performed. Uh, they performed yeah. very well. You know, Joe Burrow did not look scared in the pocket, something that I thought he was going to look. Um, the defense definitely does not look as good as you know, the Bengals defense is, isn't really that impressive this year, but as expected though. Yeah. Yeah. But their offense looks blazing. It did. And, and, you know, I, I kind of have to uh, own up to this one. I was, I was a believer in Joe Burrow as a person, but I was not a believer in Joe Burrow this season and in, in, in the NFL, you know, I, I thought that his mentals were not going to be there. I thought his mobility was not going to be there. And, and like I've said from him coming out of college, I didn't think his arm strength was there. However, there was a few plays where there was a stat actually where Joe Burrow in his rookie season did not have a single pass over 30 yards, attempted over 30 yards. And he had his first one this year. I think it was for 42 yards airtime, you know, to Jamar Chase for that touchdown. So after I saw that, you know, I, my, my thoughts on, on Joe Burrow were kind of shifted a little bit. I thought, okay, maybe this guy actually is this dog. Maybe he has this mentality. Maybe he does have this arm strength. So seeing how confident he was, Seeing him, there was a few plays where he escaped the pocket, and, and I just thought, wow, like, you know, this guy, he, he's not afraid of his knee. You know, you see a lot of these guys come in, and they're scared to, to hop too much on that knee and stuff. But he he looked sharp, and these Bengals' offense looked sharp. So, 
this is another situation kind of like the NFC West where it's a good division and you got to beat some good teams twice a year. And I just think that the Bengals, you know, they're, they're a decent team and, and they're going to have, you know, some high scoring games, but I, I'm going to have to, again, switch. I, I had the Bengals initially, but I'm going to switch to the bears here. I think that the Matt Nagy is going to have a good run game against that defense. And uh, I think that Chicago is going to come here and, and beat the Bengals. Yeah, you know, this is a very questionable game for me. I mean, to me, it all depends on the quarterback of the Bears. I think if they finally let Justin Fields go out there and do whatever Justin Fields is, I mean, we've seen him go into that game and rush for a touchdown and pass for eight yards, and he looked good. But they just don't want to give him the reins, and I don't understand why. (laughs) Andy Dalton isn't that guy. He's just not. He's a good mentor. That's why they should have brought him in there. Um, but I think they're going to go with Andy Dalton this week. I don't think Andy Dalton is going to be able to do anything against the Bengals. I think he's just okay. And the Bears defense kind of looked non-existent anymore. I think the era of Bears defense being elite is kind of gone. Uh, they got carved up, and I think the Bengals offense is just way more overpowered than the Bears offense. So I'm going to take yeah. the Bengals here. Yeah, no, I definitely, like, like I said, I initially came in here uh, saying the Bengals, but like I said, I just think that the, the Bengals are going to look hot, but they're not going to, you know, they're not going to catch the dub here. And touching up on that Andy Dalton, Justin Fields thing again, you know, I, I heard a comparison that when it was Patrick Mahomes and, and Alex Smith and, you know, Alex Smith was kind of, you know, leading him under his wing and that kind of thing. There was a difference, you know, because Alex Smith had had won a lot of games for the Chiefs previously. He had done a lot for the organization. He had been a good quarterback and stuff. So for Patrick Mahomes to be under there, and not start right away. It was kind of like a respect thing to Alex Smith, right? You know, it was it was respecting from the organization. When I look at Andy Dalton and I look at Justin Fields, and you know, it's it's you know, it's a, it's a mentorship kind of thing. What do the Bears owe to Andy Dalton? You know, what do they? They don't owe anything. So for them to be kind of still staying a little bit loyal to him and seeing him and putting him out there and stuff, when you know that you could have went in there and beat and beat that team last week, and you know that you can come in here and beat this Bengals team this week, it's hard to see them suiting up Andy Dalton instead of Justin Fields because you know I, I think that as as fans we know that this team has potential with Justin Fields and I think that organization knows that they have potential with Justin Fields but they're not doing it so I'm just unsure of what the Bears think they owe to Dalton or owe to the to, to, to something because it's, it's not working but I, I just think I, that the Bears are still going to get this dub here no I, I definitely see that and I think this is going to be the last year we see Matt Nagy as a head coach of the Bears. I think that the organization, if he doesn't give Justin Fields the reins of this team at all this year, or he doesn't, you know, you know, they're losing a the game and Andy Dalton looks terrible and they don't throw Justin Fields in, I think he's gone. I think he's canned. I think that what's the point? Andy Dalton hasn't done anything. He hasn't been a pro bowler in years. Yeah. I mean, what's why, why, why Andy Dalton? I mean, yeah, he's a veteran quarterback. He's got some presence, but he doesn't have any special talent to him. No, you know, we look at all those other rookie quarterbacks that got drafted this year. Every single one of them besides Trey Lance started, but Trey Lance still threw a touchdown pass. So, yeah, you know what? You know what, Tyson? I'm actually I, I'm going to have to. I feel like we've had a lot of predictions the same here, but I'm actually going to have to switch my my thoughts here. And I'm going to go with the Bengals because I, once again, you're kind of shifting my momentum, my, my thinking here. I think that. Andy Dalton's going to make a fool of himself this week. I think Matt Nagy and the organization is going to as well with making that decision. And yeah, you know what? I'm going to have to agree with you. I will switch and I'm going to say Bengals get the dub this week. I mean, yeah, no, I definitely see why, right? I mean, this game is very random. I, it I is. Mean, it's like who thought the Bengals were going to do that? Mm-hmm. And who thought the Bears were going to continue to stick with Andy Dalton? 
So the way I see it is if the Bengals offense can continue to fly high and high powered offense and all this kind of stuff, I think they'll go out there and win. So yeah, I mean, definitely Bengals for me. Yeah. On to the next one here though. We talked about that one for a little while. We got the uh, Falcons and the Buccaneers. This is a game that if the Falcons somehow upset it, this is a, a, a cursed NFL season. I don't know. There's been some shady stuff happen already, but I don't think there's any possible way that the Falcons are going to win this game. I think the Buccaneers are too sharp. I mean, I understand Dak and the Cowboys almost beat them, but that Cowboys team was good. You know, the, the Bucks were clicking on all cylinders. It's not like they were making mistakes and playing bad. You know, the Cowboys were just playing to their level. So I think the Buccaneers are going to do the same this week. Offense, defense, special teams, they're going to put on a show and the Falcons are going to be lost. You know, like I think I know we talked about this a little bit earlier today, how how uh, Matt Ryan looks shaky and he doesn't look too good and he couldn't really click with his boy Ridley and that defense still looks like poop so the Buccaneers are going to take this dub easily there, yeah you know there's two things I want to address about this game first thing Matt Ryan is he washed possibly he looked very 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 poor against that Eagles team and second thing I want to list is uh, Kyle Pitts is not a tight end Kyle Pitts is a wide receiver um, he did not line up once in a tight end Yep. So uh, I would not be surprised if Kyle Pitts is not a tight end next year in fantasy and he's a wide receiver because he is not a tight end. So that's the second thing I want to address. Um, but yeah, no, the Buccaneers are going to absolutely walk over the Falcons. They won't look past it. I mean, the Falcons just are going to be a bottom five team this year. Um, the Buccaneers are going to be a top five team this year. And it's not even going to be close. Buccaneers by 25. Yeah, you know, um, this kind of sparks questions. So if Kyle Pitts lines up at wide receiver all these plays and starts putting on these this absolute masterpiece of a season and let's say he has like 1200 1300 yards and seven eight touchdowns yeah do you consider that the best tight end performance of, of you know ever the best rookie tight end performance ever oh, I mean, or do rookie. you start conversation but that's what i mean though if he's always lining up at receiver and if he's yeah. always doing these things that, you yeah. know what i mean like yeah, how do yeah, you yeah. consider that a tight end performance when so like that's what i mean what if he does in 2022 shift to a wide receiver how do you accolade his his pass right how do you you know what i mean so that's gonna yeah, be interesting. no that's fair i definitely uh, that's a very interesting point that you point out there for sure because like like i said yeah he lines up receiver so is is he in the same realm as justin jefferson of last year yeah that's what i mean like it'll be huh. extremely interesting to see that but anyways you know falcons and cardinals once again this was one of those games where last week watching the cardinals i was like man what is this season so far the Cardinals absolutely humbled that Titans team. And what did I tell you last week? What did I tell you, though? I, I predicted Kyler Murray MVP. I said Kyler Murray MVP, and I said he's going to beat these Titans through the air. And that's exactly what he did. He, he threw it over the top. He dominated. That defense dominated. Chandler Jones had, what, like five sacks? It was yeah. a crazy performance by the Cardinals. I love it. I love the Cardinals. I love Kyler Murray. And I, I love last week's performance. And I'm going to take them against the Vikings here. I'm going to give the Cardinals an easy win again. I think that the Vikings looked... I don't know how to explain it. Something about the Vikings. Yeah, I don't their really defense still... is bad. That's their defense is. is bad. Their defense is bad. But even their offense, there was a few things where I was like, man, why aren't Jefferson and Cousins clicking? Or, you know, why aren't this and that? But I think that the Cardinals are in an insane division. And that sucks to see that because if they were in the NFC East, it would be, you know, un- an unbelievable. Yes, it would. So I'm going to go with my, my boys here in the Cardinals over the Vikings at 2.05 p.m. Let's see what you got. Yeah, you know, Vikings, Cardinals. Um... The way I see it is that that Vikings, uh, not the Vikings, the Cardinals Titans game. A uh, quick little recap here: uh, Chandler Jones shot on Taylor Luan. <laughs> Taylor I believe Luan, he was yeah. that. Yeah, 
And then Taylor Lewan went to Twitter and said, he's sorry, he got humbled, <laughs> and he's going to be better next week. Um, yeah, you can't give up five sacks and two forced fumbles. You no. just can't give that up to a guy. You're never going to win a game like that. So, yeah, Chandler Jones, early defensive player of the year, uh, could be. You know, he, he definitely very – especially with J.J. Watt on the other side. Hey, Go they complement each other well, man. They complement each other well. I really liked what I saw from those two veteran DNs. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. You know, Chandler Jones has always been that guy pass rushing and jj watt looks healthy as long as he can stay healthy i think that'd be a great combination but that that cardinals offense kyler murray is so fun to watch so fun. i don't know who's more fun to watch him or lamar it's I gotta mean, be kyler kyler murray's i'm sorry but kyler murray's feet are the funnest thing i've ever seen in my that's life that's what i'm saying he man. runs around look like a toddler and it's so fun to watch so you know the way he ran around for like 20 yards there and then threw an absolute dime downfield he just is so fun to watch. That Cardinals offense is going to be amazing this year. So, yeah, I'm also going to take the Cardinals over the Vikings. You know, I could sit down here and talk about Kyler Murray for, for 24 hours, seven days a week. I mean, that guy, I, I like, again, I know I, I don't mean to toot my horn these times, but I just, Kyler Murray's a guy I've been so high on since he was coming out of college. And even last year, too, you were just so high on him. That's what I, I just, the way I see him, his pocket presence, you know, he's, he's what, 5'10, 5'11, and he, he throws like he's 6'5". He sees over the line. He looks at these windows. He finds guys, and he has that touch. He has that zip. But that doesn't even, you know, match his, his mobility. Like, he gets out of the pocket, and that one play, like you said, he was he was running around like a toddler just stole cookies or something, man. He was in and out of the pocket. You know, he planted his feet through a dime to, I believe he was Elijah or uh, Rondell Moore. Moore. Rondell Moore. Moore, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, it's, it was, it was just a crazy play. So it's stuff like that where I just, I see the Cardinals and I think, man, if that defense can only play half, half decent, half, you know, middle of the pack, that's a, that's a really good team. And I said it, Super Bowl contending team. If that defense plays good enough, like they did that, that game against Tennessee, th- this is a great team. And I just, I could watch Kyler all the time. You know, Kyler kind of reminds me of just a faster version of Russ. Yes. He came into league because he's got that. He's, you know, you know, Kyler's got a very, very good deep ball. If you look at that deep ball, they threw a Christian Kirk and it was just perfect. It was like, he just dropped it right in the bread basket. It was a perfect yep. toss. And you know, that's what Russ has been known for his whole career is that deep ball. And, you know, we're kind of starting to see that with Kyler Murray a lot. His deep ball is very impressive. And yeah. talking about, talking about Russ, I'm just going to move right on to the Seahawks Titans. You know, I'll let you go ahead with, with that one. Titans Seahawks. What do you got? Yeah, you know, do you know the name of the offensive coordinator of the Seahawks offhand? I don't. I can't I think of not. it right now. But that is something that I you, we should keep an eye on because some of those plays and some of that that scheme that was ran that that day uh, last week with the Seahawks and Russell Wilson was extremely interesting to watch. And I know I just hyped up Kyler Murray for MVP, but this is a year that Russell Wilson, I think, might be able to close it out. You know how he always starts off so hot. You know, Russ Cooks, hot off the start. He doesn't seem to close it out, but watching what that offensive coordinator was doing and watching him, like you said, just have that touch on that deep ball, absolutely sling it. He looked phenomenal. And I think that this is the year that, that Russell Wilson is going to do it all the way. MVP, he's going to take it to the end. And it's going to, again, it's going to start early on. So week two, I have them beating the Titans. Uh, I was not at all impressed with the Titans last week. I was kind of shocked, actually, at how poorly they performed. So I think I'm going to have to take the Seahawks here beating the Titans. And I think Russell Wilson's gonna have a great game. Yeah, you know, I just I just looked it up. Shane Waldron, he's yes. the offensive coordinator. Yes, rings a bell. You know, I was very high on the Titans this year. I still think they'll be good. Their division is just terrible. I think they'll still win their division, but I think they're gonna start zero two. I mean, I was really high. I was thinking about taking the Titans a lot here, 
but kind of what you said, you know, Russ, let yeah. Russ cook. Russ is amazing the first nine weeks of football. And then he seems to just disappear. But like you said, that offense looked very impressive against a good Colts team. They made that Colts defense look terrible. Yep. And that Titans defense is terrible. So <laughs> um, I think the Titans will, you know, I think it'll be a high scoring game. I think the Titans offense will figure it out this week. Um, but I think the Seahawks will edge out the Titans and uh, will be 2-0. and yeah, I feel like we've had so many predictions the same, man, it's, which is okay, right? That's what it's supposed to be. I mean, we, we both are trying to be right. So moving on, though, you know, we got two hot offenses. Uh, I think that, surprisingly, the Cowboys' offense might have been, I guess, not surprising. A lot of people probably anticipated that. Not me, though. I kind of figured that the Chargers, if we were to look back, the Chargers would have had a better offense to start. But, you know, the Cowboys look pretty good. Uh, they look really good, actually. However, I am going to have to go with the Chargers this week. I think that... Uh, again, I, I'm blanking with names. The Chargers head coach, he had that post-game game ball kind of uh, speech, and I am a big fan of him. I know he he closed one of the, the games that they, you know, last season their biggest issue was closing games, right? And he closed this game out. And him and Herbert and Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler and, you know, Derwin James, they're all, they got some ballers on that team. And I think that this coach has major potential for coach of the year. And it's going to, once again, it's going to start early. It's week two. The Chargers over the Cowboys, man. I love this matchup. Uh, I love the, the the corners on the Cowboys and the defense on the Cowboys versus the weapons on offense and vice versa. And I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. I think that they're just going to out-coach Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys. I'm a big Herbert fan. Let's go Chargers, man. That's what I'm going with. What about you? You know, I was very impressed with the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys defense last year was very, very upsetting to watch. Um, I think their offense is great again. The Cowboys offense is very, very good with Dak Prescott. He's going to throw for a lot of passes this year. Um, but did you also hear that how many run plays he checked out of against against the Tampa Bay Bucks? I think it was like 16 really? run plays. He, he checked out of 16 run plays and, and passed. So I think they're going to run the ball wow. a lot more here against the Chargers. Um, another big news that just actually broke out today, uh, Demarcus Lawrence suffered a broken right. foot in practice. So uh, the Cowboys defensive line, that's a huge hit. Oh, right. That, that, that just solidifies my, my pick then. Anyways, so you know, as much as all that hurts, I still think the Cowboys are going to walk out with a W. I know it's a bit of a surprise. I think the Cowboys just showed too, too much against the, the, the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a much better team than the Chargers. Uh, I think the Cowboys will pass and pass and pass. I think the Cowboys will walk out with a double over the Chargers. It's a little bit of a reach, a little bit of a stretch, but I'm going to take the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys uh, showed a lot of uh, a greatness, so I'm, I'm going to take them. You know, this can be a good game to watch too. That's one where we should keep, definitely keep in touch because I feel like that's one of the few games where we disagreed on and it's kind of one of the bigger ones of the week. So definitely keep an eye out for that one. That'll be a good matchup. Another yeah, good matchup. Yeah, yeah like Chiefs-Ravens, great matchup. Yeah, Chiefs-Ravens. You know, this is a team that the Chiefs are a team that looked lights out. It looks like last season, looks like the season before. Patrick Mahomes, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, it's absurd. I think that Travis Kelsey and, and Tyree Kill had like almost 70% of the, the like passes that week. I, I read a stat. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But it was it was a high it was like 65% of the passes went to either Tyree Kill or Travis Kelsey. And they put on a show for that many yards. It was it was absurd. The Ravens, they took a loss to the Las Vegas Raiders, which was definitely an upset. And it definitely shocked me. I, I'm not gonna say the Ravens are bad because of that, which I don't think they are. Uh, and I just, I think the easy pick here is just the chiefs. There's no way that they're going to go one and one against this team. You know, the chiefs are just lights out. They click on all cylinders and it's just, it's outrageous to watch how good that offense is. So I think that just, it, it has to be the Kansas city chiefs. Tyson. 
yeah, you know, I'm also going to take the Chiefs here just quickly. I'm going to easily say Chiefs over Ravens. But if I look back, you know, Chiefs offense is going to continue to be a high flying. Like you said, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, that's all you need. You don't need you, the rest of the field could be all blocking. Yep. Those two run their routes and someone's going to get open. So that's all you really need when it comes to the Chiefs offense. The Chiefs defense did look very impressive. Uh, or sorry, not very inimpressive, uh, unimpressive, sorry. I, I think the Chiefs defense just looks lost without Tyra Matthew, you know, with COVID and protocols and all that and him being out. And I, I think the Chiefs defense will get better throughout the year. But the Ravens is just very, very dysfunctional, you know, yeah. with all the running backs going on and the injuries with the defense and Alejandro Villanueva looks cooked. He's got to be gone. <laughs> he's just, he just terrible. So I think the Ravens just have too many holes, too many question marks, and the Chiefs will easily dominate here. I have Chiefs over Ravens. And uh, moving on to, I guess, the Monday nighter here, Lions-Packers. Um, this is going to be a snooze fest, I think. Uh, Packers, I think, will just absolutely dominate the Lions. I think they'll just come back out. See the, we'll see the Packers that we saw last year. But I do not want to watch this game. I, I just think the Lions are checked down central. And they just, I mean, they almost came back, but I'll let you, I'll, I'll, I want to hear your thoughts on this game. You know what, Tyson? I'm actually going to spice this, this, our, our little matchup here up this week. Uh, I was impressed with the Lions. I know you kind of talked about how it was all check downs at the end there kind of thing. And it was all just, you know, they were down so they're playing conservative, but shitty teams don't know they're shitty until they start losing. Right. And the Lions, you know, that wasn't really a loss in their eyes. You know what I mean? That was a game where they fought against a really good team and they and they made it really close. So I think the same case is going to be for this week, except I think that Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Devontae and that team is going to continue to be dysfunctional for just one more week. I don't count out the Packers. I don't think they're going to be trash, but I think they're going to be dysfunctional for one more week. I think the Lions are going to take advantage of this matter. I think the Lions in an extremely tight game are going to win by one, two or three points. And I'm going to take the Lions in a major upset on Monday night. I think it's going to be a bit of a better game than we're anticipating, kind of like the Lions and the 49ers. I think the Lions are coming to, coming to fight. And, you know, our, our buddy Jacob called out that that coach has something, and we all kind of laughed at him for it. But Dan Campbell, he yeah. Might, that, he might. You know what I mean? He might. So I'm going to take the Lions over the Packers in an upset here. I think it'll be a good game. Who are you going with? You said Packers. Why? I got Packers. You know, I got Packers just because it's Aaron Rodgers. I think yeah. Aaron Rodgers, I mean, as much as I think Aaron Rodgers did that on purpose, I think week one, he did that on purpose. I think he went out there and it's like, okay, look what happens when you don't have me. Take me yeah. off the game. Show, show me what Jordan Love's got. You tell me if he's better than me. You know, I think it was kind of like, okay, this is what you guys can get when I'm gone. All right, now I'll come back and I'll show you who we really are. I'll show you why you guys should never try to get rid of me or should have done what I asked. I think Aaron Rodgers goes out there, dices that Lions defense, and just shows everyone who Aaron Rodgers is. I think a lot of people are talking about Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and this offense. And I think they're just talking like, oh, is it, is it over? Is this the decline? Is this over? I, I think Aaron Rodgers did this on purpose. I think this is a publicity stunt for Aaron. I think Aaron is always sick of Tom Brady being in the media. Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. Tom Brady is better than him. I think he's, he's a little pissed off, and rightfully so. So... I think that they'll go out there and they'll absolutely destroy the Lions. And I'm going to have Aaron Rodgers in my early NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Oh, yeah. You know, I actually kind of forgot we did that at the end here. I should get thinking. And that's definitely a, a good pick. I feel like that's something that could definitely happen. Uh, I, I, The Packers, I think, 
are probably expected to win that game, I think. I don't think anybody anticipates them to have two bad games, but I'm going to actually go with kind of the other route with, with Aaron Rodgers on this. I think that he's he's not doing this intentionally, and I think that it's actually uh, coming from a result of his offseason shenanigans. You know, I think that he his team kind of lost a bit of trust in him. I think that maybe the coaching lost a bit of trust. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. And yeah. I think that he's he's kind of being he's kind of paying for it. You know, he's 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 off. He had a lot of time where he wasn't focusing really on football a lot as much as he should have been. And I think that that's that kind of surprised him week one and it bit him in the ass. So I'm not saying that he's gonna be bad. I'm just saying I, I I'm going the other route with that. I think that it's it's him just kind of a little bit of karma for his his you know publicity stunts that he pulled in the offseason. So. But yeah, your uh, your NFC Offensive Player of the Week you said is Aaron Rodgers. I'm gonna need a bit of time to think about mine. Why don't you give me a yeah? Your I'll, g- I'll give you a little bit of uh, insight on Aaron Rodgers as well. Yeah. Just a little backside here. You know, I think Aaron, as much as everyone likes to talk about quarterbacks, and as much as you know, it gets kind of boring over time. But you know, like you said, Aaron Rodgers did have some timing mistakes. You know, the, some of the receivers weren't quite on pace with each other, and that is a result of him not being there this off season. But it just he's just too good of a quarterback to, to just continue to play like that. And he's easily my early prediction for player of the week, especially against that Lions defense. Mm-hmm. If we looked at Jared, Goff, we looked at not Jared Goff, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, we looked at Jimmy and he was able to dice up that Lions defense and Jimmy is not an amazing quarterback. So if we look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who's definitely a top five quarterback in this league, no question. Um, he's easily going to be able to do the same thing, if not better. And I think Devontae Adams is going to go off again. I think this offense will just click back like it was nothing. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I like I said, Aaron Rodgers is a stud. Aaron Rodgers is great. Uh, I know you kind of talked about Tom Brady, how Tom Brady is always in the, the show and always in the spotlight kind of thing. And, and I'm going to actually carry that over here. I'm going to take the easy pick here. Tom Brady is going to win Offensive Player of the Week for the NFC. I think that... He's just he has that he has that dog in him. He's gonna put up big stats. I I could honestly see them this game sitting Tom Brady close to the fourth quarter. He's gonna be dominating so much, and they're gonna play their their backup. It's a Jake Fromm. Uh, yeah, uh for the what team? Who is it for uh, the Buccaneers? Their backup Buccaneers. I'm sure right now it's they just drafted yeah, him. Probably, probably yeah, Jake. They just drafted him out of Florida. I can't remember. Oh, I think oh, it's... oh yes, um, Florida quarterback. Okay, you think of it. I'll keep talking, but I think yeah. that he's gonna come out here and dominate. And uh, I, Kyle I, Trask, I, sorry to cut you off. Kyle Trask, there it is. That's who it is. And I think Kyle Trask is going to get a little taste of pro football here at the end. And I think that uh, he's going to come out with the NFC Offensive Player of the Week. Yeah, moving on to the to the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. You know, there's a lot of great matchups here. Um, you know, I'm just looking over the teams. You know, Texans have a bad roster. Jaguars have a bad roster. You're kind of just looking over these teams and stuff. But the one player I think I'm going to take this week, I'm going to go with Nick Chubb over the Texans. No gonna... way. Is that who you think it? That's who that was my that's so crazy, bro. That what are the odds of that? I mean, just matchup based. I mean, Nick Chubb gets to run over the Texans. I mean, I think that they're gonna be a lot of split carries. I think that both both running backs in Kareem and Nick Chubb are gonna be out there getting a lot of running. But Baker Mayfield does not need to throw the ball a lot this game. So I think Nick Chubb will go out there and get my get the offensive player of the week. I think he scores two touchdowns and gets at least 120 yards. Okay, yeah, that's that's actually crazy that we both thought that. I thought the same thing. I saw Browns and I went maybe Baker, and then I went no, I, the exact same thing. I said he's not going to be throwing too much. I said Nick Chubb's going to have a big, big game. So if if Nick Chubb wins it, put some respect, put some respect. But I'm obviously not going to take the same guy. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go with Josh Allen here. You know, I, I'm taking two big guys, probably two guys that a lot of people would 
would commonly predict in this in this these matchups. But like we both kind of talked about, Josh Allen needs to kind of click here to to get back in the conversation. He had an off little, you know what I mean. So he's he's gonna come here. He's gonna have a little revenge game. He's gonna put up some big yards. So I'm gonna go with kind of a safer pick and go Josh Allen week two here for uh, AFC Player of the Week. Yeah, you know, great minds think alike when it comes to the Browns, you know, with Nick Chubb and that. And Josh Allen's a great selection as well. But, uh, yeah, you know, we're looking forward to week two. I mean, Thursday nighter coming up here right away. Giants versus Washington should be a great game. And, you know, as much as I love it, it's football season. And there's there's so much to think about, so much to talk about. And uh, we look forward to Thursday night football. And we'll see you guys later. See you guys.